What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate. I already hate it. I hate it. All right, welcome back to a Friday afternoon edition of the Chase Thomas podcast. RBR Wrestling's Eric Brady is here because Eric Brady doesn't work. I worked the other four days this week. Did you? Yeah, and then they were like, can you come in Friday? And I was like, I can't. It's a special afternoon edition of the Chase Thomas podcast. And they said? And they said, who's that? <laughs> they said, well, it must one. be a big deal. And mm-hmm. I said, it sure is, because there's a lot to talk about this week. Because all you had to say is, he is the only one in the RBR family that is verified on Twitter and Facebook. Well, that you're not the only one. Who else? What do you consider the RBR family? Because Robbie. Uh, Robbie doesn't count. Barstool's canceled. Barstool can't be canceled because Barstool was never not canceled. That's true. That's true. Hmm. I don't know. I forgot about Robbie. It's been a couple years. Yeah. Now that he's in, now that he's 18, nobody cares anymore. I guess. I guess. Um, but no, there is a lot of wrestling. I wrote about AEW this week. I wrote about Raw this week. Um... I have not gotten to NXT yet. Uh, NXT is always my last watch. Um, is it because it focuses on the women's division and you don't support that? Uh, no, it's because it... Um, so, my strongest... I think NXT is good. I liked. I thought NXT was the best wrestling show before AEW um, debuted. I enjoy AEW the most, and it's really not close. Um, but... I don't like the idea of spending four hours going through both shows in a 24 hour span. Like it's just after a three hour raw on Monday that you have to go through and then a SmackDown a two hour SmackDown on Friday to go through. It's just, I need some sort of layoff. So I wait um, until Saturday to watch NXT and I'll watch NXT and um, SmackDown together on the weekend. But I, I don't know. I just, I can't. I do like your, uh, I don't want to watch four hours of wrestling back to back. I watch these two, two hour shows of wrestling back to back on the weekend. Not uh, what I meant is like on weekdays On weekdays. It's just too much. Yeah. That's giving up a whole night. Right. So it's just easier. And I also fast forward a lot of SmackDown because SmackDown is the worst professional wrestling show, um, in the company and actually professional wrestling as a whole right now, I think maybe outside of like ROH, whatever they're doing. I was going to say, we can't, I'm sure there's plenty of worse things that can't be judged because nobody's like aware of right. them. Are you still watching Impact? Is you're a big Impact guy? Yeah, Impact is finally doing the thing they've been teasing for a year and gonna put the belt on Tessa. Are they? I thought she left the company. You're thinking of her dad, Tully. No, she's. Hold on. Did she resign? I could have sworn Tessa was leaving the company. Maybe she is, and that's why they're gonna do it. It's like a final goodbye. I am a fan of the idea of having the first women's world champion. Yeah, October 24th. And Tessa she... Blanchard done with Impact Wrestling. I knew I saw that a couple weeks ago. Well, she's still there. 
That's so weird. Well, how far in advance are these taped? <laughs> like, maybe she's done, but they taped up through like twenty twenty-two. Uh, that's true. The pay-per-view is in January, so that's going to be when they finally do it. And I feel like outside of maybe like China in the nineties or Ronda Rousey, like she's the next best pick for a woman who would believably be world champion. Mm. And that's a cool thing to say that you did first, because it's it's inevitably going to happen somewhere sometime. So you might as well be the one who said, we did it. And she's good. So it's fine. Um, I also... And nobody else there is good. So like, it also helps in that way. Uh, that if you were like, hey, if WWE was like, let's make Ronda Rousey world champion, it'd be like, so the current champion is Brock Lesnar. So we'd have to have Ronda Rousey beat Brock Lesnar. And people would be like, yeah, maybe that doesn't quite work. Do people know that Rob Van Dam's new character is guy who has two girlfriends? Oh, he's the best. <laughs> I loved him talking about how much better the industry has gotten. Where he's just like, you know, back in the '90s, we were told not to bring our wives or girlfriends backstage. Now I can bring both of them with me. <laughs> it's like, goddamn, you're cool. It's the weirdest late career resurgence I've ever seen. Yeah, every other old person is just like, remember when I used to do this thing all the time? Yeah. That's me, the nostalgia guy. So for him to be like, nah, I'm just creepy old man now who Yeah. He's cowboy hat. He's he's the first half of the movie The Wrestler when he's just like hooking up with girls at bars who remember him from his heyday. But that's his entire character. Yeah. It's it's wild. So check out R V D on Impact Wrestling. Um it's it's a wild it's a wild ride. Um another thing about NXT and AEW going head to head and everything. Um, I am worried about the future of RBR, Eric. Yeah, me too. They're, I think it's getting very uncomfortable week to week. I mean, if you want us to, we can stop the show. I don't want you to stop the show. Okay, but it it, it is uh, <laughs> the, so I obviously say don't. Y'all you know, start with uh, the Wednesday Night War, um, and everything. I, I have to wait until a couple days later so i usually listen to it on the weekend now i used to listen to it late in the week but because you're doing that night i don't have time to watch it really really hurting our nielsen numbers okay okay i didn't say i'm still listening it's just not listening our our overnights are gonna take a hit yeah exactly um i don't know if you could tell um you're on the show but it seems like paul is very anti um aw and very pro nxt and will is very uh pro aw and um indifferent about nxt that's just my perception but i could be wrong you'd be very correct <laughs> and i try to like you i try to and, stay um, out of it you and maxwell i could just i could tell where it's like it's oh, it's the think... it's the jesse pinkman at the dinner table the whole time yes yes <laughs> mommy exactly and daddy are fighting and we're just like i, I like them both in different parts <laughs> yeah they're both good uh, and they're both bad I um yeah it it's it's wild. I also just don't like so part of the reason I'm annoyed about NXT2 is that I don't like that it matters. So what I mean by that <laughs> is that like Adam Cole on SmackDown, the best part of the best SmackDown that they're going to do this year was when Adam Cole and Champa and everybody was on the show and they just did a bunch of random good matches. That's what I would just rather cuz the main shows aren't good enough for NXT to exist. If that makes sense. Or like AEW is their own dynamite is their only show and they have all their best talent on that show. So it's a better show. And also 
it's always going to come across as the best show because the crowd is smaller and the crowd is hot and it's only adults. If like, having if a small all... crowd helps, then Ring of Honor is the best show. No, they sometimes I mean, only like, have a dozen fans. No, you know what I mean, Eric Brady, and the crowd's hot. Like they're just about it, and it's also the eighteen to forty nine demographic. Like everybody in there are adults. Like that's just the biggest difference between watching. Like I think it was Raw this week where they just show so many kids. They'll zoom in on just so many kids, and you're like, oh, that's why the shows just don't get very over. And then you're also like, well, this is weird with the Lana storyline and everything going on, but. Um, it's why the McMahons when it's like do you view AEW as your competition and they're like we view Disney as our competition right and that's fine but from a, a TV watching experience AEW is just significantly better for me and um, I mean I think that's what's good about the Wednesday Night War is that AEW and NXT don't try to be the same type of show also or AEW feels like it is very much following the template of how a WWE Raw or SmackDown is. Yes. Usually the ratio of good to bad is a lot better in AEW than it is on Raw and SmackDown, but it feels like that exact type of show. Whereas NXT is at least a, trying to be like a different thing where otherwise if they were the exact, if they were both trying to hit the same bar each week, it would be a lot more like, well, this one's better at it and this one's worse at it. And that stinks. But because they have sort of different goals in mind, you're like, you know, one's one's got more promos and characters and these guys and this is wacky. And one is the like, it's just in-ring matches and a lot more focus on international people and women and less about characters and promos and feuds. Yes. And I, but does that make sense? My NXT thing where it's like, I would just rather Cole be on SmackDown. Like I would rather all these guys that they're using on NXT because the, that's seven hours of wrestling. That's seven of just WWE. Like, I don't want that much. From Sounds me. like I you're don't. not watching uh, Main Event 205 Live at NXT UK. <laughs> no, I'm not. This company puts out 10 hours a week. Right. It's ridiculous. So what I would rather they do is shut down NXT. That is still my hardest take, is that, like, this is where... Or cancel one of their other shows, or do some... Like... I think I just don't like it being so spread out because Raw isn't good enough. Like next week they're hyping up Hawkins and Ryder versus the Viking Raiders. Yeah. Like this is ridiculous. It's a waste of time. And that's like one of the things and it, uh AEW does really well is that like at least the, I mean the Dark Order not included. <laughs> um they they're not doing that. They're doing like three or four matches over a 2 hour span and they're not doing the job squad. They're not just wasting your time for hours and it's it's just it's not the promoting a thing that you know won't happen like that match won't happen because somebody will interfere but then like but then why tell us it's like it wasn't interesting enough for you to want to see it anyway plus you also know it's not going to happen even if you did want to see it so why even mention it but it's been a month like they've been doing this with viking raiders for a month like they've been going against the they beat the uk guys this week that was a in a squash like that was i read yeah, about it was that still a squash, was, but they weren't jobbers at least no they were that good was so wrestlers dumb. they gave them a video package and everything like oh this is they won the tag team champions in nxt uk okay guess what they're gonna lose in five minutes yeah i think this is when like authors of pain come back and they have some like look these guys are also big and only big people can beat other big people which is also dumb like no that's true if you're a little that? person like you shouldn't try anything in life no offense i don't know 
But this show, like Raw had Drew McIntyre beat Sin Cara in the sleepiest of sleepy matches. <laughs> like I this went four minutes and it felt like thirty-five. The match was so bad that between it taping and it airing, Sin Cara tried to quit the company. I mean, yeah, it was it was not good. Um Walter and Seth Rollins obviously started something. Are you a Street Profits person? Yeah, they're awesome. Okay. You don't like them? Um I think people are overrating Montez Ford's upside. Like people are they saw him shake the ropes and were like, This guy's gonna be a star. And dance and with like, the baby. Yeah, like I'm like, eh, I don't think so. I think I mean, if I had to guess, he's probably more like Santino than John Cena. I that's I mean I Angelo Dawkins is so like athletically outstanding at everything he does that I think if they stick together, that's a good duo because you have mm-hmm. the it's the Enzo and Cass thing almost. Right. He's very in, that's a good one of you's the character and one of you's the yeah. wrestler or something. That's fair. And he's a better wrestler than Enzo, but he's also not good. He's he's okay. They're it's, fine. It's like Xavier and Big E kind of thing. I don't want to use that example because they're kind of too similar. But you were kind of like Xavier Woods Will's is really call in. not as good of a wrestler as the other guys were, at least at first, but was so entertaining and carried and just would do goofy things that would keep your like keep you from changing the channel because you wanted to see what he was going to do next while the other guy was doing the good wrestling. Yeah. Andrade and Cedric Alexander had a three minute and fifty second match on this show. That's good. That's respecting your time as a viewer. This is a three-hour wrestling show, and there's so many matches on this card that got like five minutes or less. I just, I don't understand. But it's also like when they have long matches, then it sucks too. It's such a fine line you have to walk, and it has to depend on the match. I would prefer long matches if they were only using people. Like Lacey Evans should not be in a 15-minute match. Exactly, but other people should. Right. Like the war raiders absolutely should. like the appeal of Andrade and Cedric Alexander is literally only that they're very good professional wrestlers that get the crowd into it when their matches go a long time. Cause it's like, I guess to bring back to AEW a little, like that's the big criticism there about the length of the matches on, especially on pay-per-views of it being sort of this vanity project where half the pay-per-view will be two matches. You'll have eight or nine matches on the show. But lengthwise, two of them will make up half the show. But I'm okay with it. That was a great show. Because they're the Triple H matches. They're the, yeah. I need the video package, then the big entrance, then the long story-driven match, then the post-match angle, then the cut to the announcer saying, what did we just see? Yeah. Um. Do you agree with me that they're setting Rusev up to be the one who takes down Lesnar next year? Because like uh-huh. they've written off Lesnar basically by putting him on Raw. It's like see it till the Rumble. Like I don't think we're gonna see Lesnar very often, other than on Twitter in fedoras. But um, <laughs> fedora Lesnar is awesome. Oh my! There God. were two pictures of it too in different days. <laughs> it is He's a just sight a, to behold. Because who's gonna tell him no? I, I if mean, he I puts a, if yes. Brock Lesnar puts a fedora on, it's like does this look good? You're like, of course it does, Brock. Whatever, just, whatever you want, sir. I need like a TikTok of him just saying my lady to Sable with the fedora <laughs> on and a tip of the cap with the fedora. Break the internet. Yeah. Um, That'll be the second time this week wrestling broke the internet. Oh, uh, CM Punk. Yeah. Do you know who that is? I've, I'm a fan of CM Punk. I, I was not 
realizing just how well that was going to do until Fox Sports put out that press release the next day of like, across all of our sports entities, this is our number one watched, engaged, and shared clip of the entire year. It's like, hmm, that, that's crazy. Yeah. I, 30 I seconds of a guy walking out on, on a talk show at midnight is bigger than anything else in sports this year. I have a take, Eric Brady. Okay. I don't care that CM Punk is on WWE backstage because I'm never watching WWE backstage. Yeah, nobody. Have you seen those ratings? Yeah, like people are reacting like he's bad. I'm like, uh, can we can we talk to me when he's well, actually on some programming? What is interesting watch. is because that show does so poorly, we'll actually have some decent idea of just how big of a draw CM Punk is on his own, even just to show up for two minutes and talk. Yeah. Because if that number goes up like half a million viewers all of a sudden, you're like, oh my God, he is worth every penny. The first pen. thing he says next week is, so is that doctor still work here? <laughs> Show him a piece of my mind. <laughs> hey, Cole Cabana, I don't care how you're doing. Oh. They're not friends anymore because of yeah, the. Yeah, no, that's sad. Would you care if he wrestles again? No, because the best thing about CM Punk was not his wrestling, it was his build up to the matches, it was his yes. talking. And now he has a job that's just talking. But just talking only works if there is an inevitable payoff, even if you don't care about it. What I would prefer is him on like commentary. It's like he was so damn good on commentary. It's like Marvel movies. The the big action scenes are fucking stupid, but they need to be there because the whole movie is building up to them happening. And that they're kind of they just have to have them at the end just to be like, look, we did it. Move on. Yeah. Like CM Punk just talking without knowing there's going to be a payoff. Just put him in the ring with someone you want to elevate. That's it. Like in a Adam segment. Cole, like a, baby. Uh, Cole would be interesting. CM Punk to NXT would be a heck of a move. Uh, I don't want more reasons to watch NXT. I remember I want NXT canceled. There's an open slot on Team NXT for their next pay-per-view. But I mean, when you look at the Raw and SmackDown, like SmackDown is so thin. It's so top-heavy. They didn't yeah, think about it. It's got Roman Reigns. Shout out to WWE for giving Mustafa his first name back. That made me so happy this week because I've always still referred to him as Mustafa Ali because I just hated the Mustafa part being dropped so much. It was so stupid. It is weird how that does. I think it didn't work for him because Ali is such like a weird common name. Yes. But then other times like Jeff. No, but like <laughs> you mentioned earlier, Rusev. You're not ever going to mention him as Alexander Rusev ever again. No. You're just going to be like, yeah, Rusev. Because that's at least like there's only one Rusev out there. There's only That's one on Jurate that like in wrestling, whereas Ali is just like such a short, bland, common name. And it's also just easy parallels to Muhammad Ali, yeah. like Muhammad Mustafa. Like it's just there's like something it, badass about it. If they all of a sudden were like, "Out comes John," you'd be like, "Who the fuck is John?" If like it's the return of Cena, you're like, "Got it. That's a unique name. I'm aware of who you're referring to now. That's the half of the name that matters." If they kept just Mustafa, that might be better. No, don't give them any ideas. What if they changed him to Shorty A? Good God. <laughs> There's so much talent, though. Yes. And I don't know why. I mean, but also, just, no one cares about the talent in wrestling. So it doesn't matter that there's so much talent. I just. Nobody's ever like, saying that, you got to watch the show because the in ring quality is great. You're like, oh man, you got to watch the show because The Rock showed up and talked. Wouldn't you prefer. NXT not existing and 
all those guys just getting filtered into Raw and SmackDown. No, there's too many people on those shows. They don't fire anyone I mean, obviously we're anymore. cutting some people on Raw and SmackDown. They, there are some people we're cutting. Wrestlers now. now Bobby that, Lashley, happy trails. Kurt Hawkins, happy trails. Did you know Bobby Lashley? Eric Young. Bobby Lashley returned eight years ago, give or take. No Way Jose, happy trails. The thing Sin now, Cara, happy trails. Victor and Connor, happy trails. Like It's an easy way to fix and clean house. Now that they like take care of the people as far as like health is concerned, the careers have gotten so long and they don't fire anybody that it's either it becomes stagnant because it's the same people forever or there's not openings for these new people. Because it's like, hey, we can't call up Adam Cole because between like Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Lashley, that spot is already taken. And you're like, you could have cut Dolph Ziggler six years ago after he had a good run already. Like yeah. Roman Reigns' career, I assume we can both agree, has a lot left to go, assuming he wants to stick around and stays healthy. Yeah, he's going to be... Did you see what he said? Like, but like, he's, out, he's out here defending the brutal year-around schedule. But like, like he's already... Him? His career as of right now is already like longer than The Rock's was. And yeah. it doesn't feel like he's anywhere near... And by he's the end, the last young. couple years old, of The right? Rock's was like, the, I'm taking breaks from movies and I'm changing my character a bunch and like winding down. Roman is not doing any of that. He's only 34. Yeah, these guys come in so young. They have the performance center to like get them to be at a certain level incredibly quickly. And then they can stick around for, like, you look at a guy like Randy Orton, like 15 years. Miz is like 10, 12 years or something also. And his contract's now been extended to what, 2025? Yeah, he's never leaving. No. But like, the but fact, it made sense, yeah. It was always crazy when it was like, wow, they signed Mark Henry to a 10-year deal. And then it's just like, these guys have all been there for 10 years now. Yeah. They need to, and I, I, I under, I get it from a wanting to be nice to people standpoint of you don't want to fire the like Kurt Curtis axles of the world who like have been there for 10 years and have done whatever you've asked of them and are like good workers. Just make them trainers. But like how many agents. trainers do you need also? How many agents do you need? Like well, I don't know that. Just get them off TV. It's so, like I just never, yeah. from like a moral standpoint, I appreciate the fact that they keep these guys and like they don't do the, twice a year mass firings they used to do like it's cool these guys can like keep having jobs and keep making good money but also there's so many people now but also there's just so many promotions that could also use these people now yeah like wrestling's it's also why there's pretty healthy nobody on the indies left to sign anymore yeah it was for so long it was just like oh i mean eventually there's punk there's joe there's aj there's all there's Balor and like nowadays it's like Marty Skrull, I guess. That's like the one. And we assume that as soon as his contract is up, like that plan has been in place for a year in his case. He just has to wait for it to open up. Yeah. Like he's just going to AEW. That that's yeah. happening. It's just whatever he's allowed to. Yeah. But it's not like there's any other big thing out there where it's just like who's gonna be the one to sign Nigel wow, McGuinness no and Brian Danielson. Or Roosh? Uh, I, Roosh was really good on NXT in his match with Angel Garza. You're thinking of Leo Rush. Leo Rush. Mm-hmm. They even did the Bandito spot, so boom, they got that covered. The last, I guess, they did sign Kane Velasquez. God, 
another waste of time tyson fury all that shit um i don't know that that's just my thing is i just think that i would rather consolidate and release and just focus on making instead of making nxt the best show what if they just made raw and smackdown significantly better i mean but they make so much money off nxt now <laughs> do they yeah. does it even come close to what smackdown and raw bring in no, but no. it went from making zero to making 40 million in the last few I weeks. I would just, but you've invested so much in Fox and SmackDown. Just put as many NXT guys as you can put in on SmackDown. That's what I would do. But would you, okay, like I think there's the two points of do you call up all these NXT guys and do you shut down NXT? And those are very different. I guess, yeah. Especially I'm, now that NXT has gone from being the developmental thing to just being another show. They've sort of taken their Evolve brand and had that be their new developmental NXT. Like it's that's the double A brand at this point almost. So they've got the next set of guys ready. Wrestlers on SmackDown. How are they not calling up more people? Yeah, that's why this year instead of the women's five on five match, they're doing three on three because they don't have enough people. And then you look at the NXT women's roster and it's just like, which names are they going to pick for the NXT only four on four match? Because they have so many extras that they could choose from. Yeah, I I just, I don't know. That one brand has more talent in that division than the other two combined. Dude, the NXT, have you looked at just the, how many male roster members there are in the NXT? Like a days? dozen uh, or more. 40. It's pretty good. That's too much. I mean, how, what's the right number then? Like seven, 15, 10? No, you got to have a bunch because you got to have mean, people the problem sit is out a lot. Hours now. Like when it was one hour... It was fine. So you can have like seven guys in there at all times. <laughs> um, they they also need a lot so they can prevent what you were complaining about on Raw of like, they gave this guy a three minute match because they needed something for him to do that week. NXT has been very good about like, if we don't have something for you to do this week, you're not here. Like, we'll see you in a month. Don't worry about it. They'd rather not have you out there just for the sake of having you out there. I guess there's so many talented people that, that like will show up every third week and that's it. Like swerve this week. Like he just wasn't on the show. The fashion police, they just aren't on the show because they didn't have a spot for him. So rather than trot him I'm out okay there for the that. sake of trotting him out there, people in and out, but you yeah. don't need to cycle them in, in and out every seven months. No, you need it to be more like if I watch this show for three weeks straight, in that I'll time period, I will everybody. see everybody yeah. that I want to see. Right. Only the top guys will I see three times, but I will see everybody at least once. Yeah. Instead of like, if you watch AEW, you're going to see Cody. If you watch SmackDown, you're going to see Roman Reigns. Like, you are guaranteed to see these guys every show because they're I the guys they on that show. told SmackDown execs that like Roman Reigns was their biggest draw. He is. He, he's not, but. He was in I Fast and he, Furious. Hobbs and Shaw. Wanted, I think they really did believe that like Reigns and Baron Corbin were going to be like needle movers. And like, I, I don't know why this show is built around them. I don't, I don't get it. Everything about SmackDown sucks, but like, it's just a, it's a very Vince McMahon vanity project show, but I, it is a disaster. It's interesting also because Raw has become what SmackDown was three yes, years ago and people like yes. this. Yes. Where it's like, hey, how about instead of us having the quote unquote stars, we have the 
talented people that fans actually want to cheer for. Yeah. Like they may not get a good rating and like all that. And people might not tune in to watch them, but the people who are watching are going to enjoy what they see. Yeah. They're going to enjoy Humberto Carrillo in the main event of this show. It's either, would you want to, do you want to tune in to see Brock Lesnar and be disappointed in him? Or do you want to not tune in? But if you happen to, you'll see Humberto and go, that guy's really good. Yeah. He could be something someday. Yeah, absolutely. Which is fine. Raw is a better show than SmackDown now. It's still just not a good show because it's three hours long. Um, How about if they shut down NXT and all of pro wrestling? No. And replace it with a American Gladiators revival? Mm, Hard pass. What if they make that game from Alita Battle Angel, but in real life and do that on TV? No. That's just rollerball, isn't it? I guess. I have no idea what you're talking about. You never saw Alita Battle Angel? No. You never saw Rollerball? No. What about the remake of Rollerball with LL no. Cool J and Shane McMahon? Still no. Damn. What about Airbud? Uh, what's a Rollerball pun that I mean, a I've seen dog... a lot of Airbuds, but I don't know if <laughs> there's a dog pun <laughs> around Rollerball. I'm sure there is just a ball in general. Rollerbuds. No, that's like a Soup Dog album. Mm. No, you're thinking of Roller Blunts. Ah, uh, or Rolling on Dubs. <laughs> are are all sports bad right now or just wrestling uh no all sports are good that's right the nationals are the world champions they are your washington nationals i i am proud of my team that i support i went to a game last year the macy's day thanksgiving parade no Uh, no the uh the nationals parade no i went to the uh why am i blanking the capitals one like two years ago Mm. because that was more fun because it's hockey and baseball is lame Atlanta, so we don't get parades, but because um, you don't win, or because they're not yeah, allowed. Yeah, we don't win. <laughs> I don't know if it was like the Braves won, but we don't allow joy here. So it's a. I mean, looking outside, it's pretty joyless today. Pretty cold, dreary, raining all day. What about when the Falcons almost won? You didn't like almost get a parade? No, it was actually that was one of the craziest days in this city because it was like this. It was super cold, wet, dark, cloudy quiet everywhere the city was dead it was basically shut down because you guys like had everything taken away from you and it was embarrassing it was bad because if you had just lost like who cares teams have won some team has to lose but to lose in such like a storybook fairy tale fashion Mm -hmm. it was if coach bombay had like his halftime motivational speech where he gave out michael's secret stuff and then they were all able to make a big comeback I don't think you combined enough Disney movies in that analogy. It's like if the it was like a miracle on turf. Mm. Who or, forget? Where all the player, all the fans stood up and started flapping their wings for the Patriots because you know the that's the famous Patriots taunt. Eric Brady, what the fuck are you and talking then, about? That's Angels <laughs> in the outfield, and then Tom Brady, who just had broken his arm that summer, was able to throw the ball extra hard, and that's how they won. Hmm. It's rookie of the year. Got it. You ever did you see rookie of the year? Is that the one with the Cubs? That probably the kid who breaks his arm. Yeah, and can throw heat. Okay, and, and then his arm is just like a fucking cannon. Yeah, that's just the Didn't best like part that of that movie. movie. That like now that we're grown ups and cynical and can look back on it, it makes no sense. Is I'll forgive the science about this kid who can actually <laughs> throw like a 400 mile power fastball because his arm is broken because that's probably the opposite of how it should work. Just the fact that this baseball team was just like, 
hey, this 14-year-old can throw a ball real fast. How do we sign this 14-year-old to join our team? Um, that's actually not that crazy. There was a uh, no. He's American. Air- earthquakes. The San Jose Air- Earthquakes literally just signed a 14-year-old. But don't you have to be like Cuban or something? No, you can be American. I'm pretty sure this kid's American. I could be wrong, but I don't know. I think. It... I guess it helps that baseball is like during the summer, so like he's off from school. Now you have me wanting to look this up. Uh, 14-year-old, 15-year-old. What is and, 14? I mean, I guess as long as after every win they give him like orange slices and an egg. Yeah, 14. Pool. He was 14. What the hell? I guess DC United signed Freddie Adu when he was like 13. Well, he's, he was the youngest, but this is the um, this is the new youngest. Just, Emmanuel Ochoa. Yeah, oh, like Chad's son. Hmm, where is he from? It means 85. I can't tell where he's from. A Salinas teen. Where is Salinas? Oh, that's... The, oh, it's California. She was yeah, the no, singer. It was that. California. So there you go. That's wild. Let people turn 18 first. Yeah. Other industries can wait until people turn 18 and then tell you they haven't. And I've also got some bad news on the college football recruiting trail. And really, kids are getting offers to go play at schools and play for coaches and all that kind of stuff. But um, I want it to be like, you know, those like viral videos that come out of those like daycare preschool fight clubs. No. <laughs> What? You've never seen Preschool Fight Club? No. Uh, I got subscribed to my Preschool Fight Club DVD service by mail. Mm. But there'll be like these really like ghetto area like daycares. And the people running it in order to have a little fun will film the kids just sort of fighting in like a circle. What? Yeah, it's horrible. It sounds illegal. Yeah, very much so. Incredibly uh, illegal wait, and dangerous. Real? Yes. They're not like staging it. This is actually like a real thing. I mean, it's not like these kids are out there like training Muay Thai and know what to do. <laughs> it's more like they're encouraging the kids to fight and then not breaking it up. But they're like four-year-old kids, so they're just sort of swinging their arms wildly. Sure. But like that's where I want to start seeing college recruiters. Okay. <laughs> you just see Dabo Sweeney yeah. walk in there and you're like, what in the world? I want to see like one member of the Gracie family with a clipboard in the corners watching. Like, it was a pretty good, pretty good takedown on that kid. You really you should have gone in for the mount, though. And the kid's like, I don't understand. What? Uh, that's fucked up. Um, yeah. Kid abuse is really bad. We can all agree on that one. Speaking of kid abuse, <laughs> friend of uh, Chase and Rance at uh, AEW. Any um, relation to you, by the way? You guys both named Chase? No, no okay. relation. And uh, my favorite thing, maybe in professional wrestling right now, and I think this is what AEW is doing better than anybody else, is Mox and Omega. Um, Mox is a the biggest babyface in professional wrestling right now. There is that dude has figured it out. He's like he's blended the Shield stuff with who he was in CZW perfectly now. Um, he just cuts great promos. He it was interesting if you watch his promo and then you watch Seth Rollins this week, you're like, oh god, okay, Baron okay, Corbin this week. <laughs> yeah, like you're like, oh, this is a very different thing, and he said what he needed to say but it was also i like the little subtle thing where omega's in the training room and it seems it came off so believable where he's just like asking how mox was did like how did mox do and like he's dismayed to find that he didn't get cleared but mox did and mox is out there and then mox squashes whoever that was um was it nakazawa yeah i think it was nakazawa and 
then just proceeds to just challenge the locker room. And then they do this great thing with Darby where Darby just picks up the mic and he's John Molly, John Moxley, I accept. And it was just little things like that. I very much am here for, and I just think it's a great story to continue on. And I, I wonder if a lot of people think that Cody is the right guy to take down MJF. What if betrayal. they, cause there's some talented guys there like MJF and Mox. Mm-hmm. What if they roll those guys into SmackDown? Mm. and shut down AEW. <laughs> no. It's a suggestion. No. No. Heartbreak. It would really upset 800,000 people. Yeah. Well, I think it's up to like Remember like, like 6 months ago when everyone thought wrestling was going to become super popular because of Fox and all this competition and then it yeah. turned out no. Wrestling's dead. Not I mean not dead, but it's dying the same slow death that like baseball is dying. Can I have a take for you? I don't care. Why do wrestling fans consume them? I've never understood why sports fans, wrestling fans, why they care about ratings. I think it's one of those. Do you enjoy it? That's all you need to know. Do you enjoy this thing? Who cares what the ratings are? I think wrestling is one of the final few like popular fringe things that has not kind of been accepted in the mainstream validation where like obviously wrestling is like we was talking about like you know it's one of the most watched shows on cable and now it's one of the most watched shows on friday like at least for young people on fridays where it's clearly a popular thing but if you think of all the other things that sort of used to be these popular fringy things that people would make fun of like video games and comic books and anime those are all now just like yeah whatever that's all cult pop, cult, pop biggest movies in the world are comic book movies everyone plays like AOC and some other senator were just sharing their League of Legends rankings on Instagram the other day. Like nobody gets made fun of anymore for liking comic books or video games. But if you tell someone you watch wrestling, you still get the responses of like, "Why?" or "You know that's fake." Or all the we have a response for that now, which is okay, boomer. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Well, no, that's usually the person who is watching wrestling is the boomer, probably. (laughs) That's true. So I think there might still be some like wanting to have that acceptance of just like millions of people watch this every week why are you acting like it's weird that we like Guess what it? i don't need the acceptance i don't care i like professional wrestling i don't give a shit be an adult who cares people, what other people think of what you like enjoy what you enjoy unless you enjoy something bad and then don't That's enjoy true. that anymore right if Obvious you're caveats there if you're a map stop it what oh it's a thing don't worry about it. <laughs> what the hell? You haven't heard that? No. Uh, it's what? It's <laughs> Nope. Sorry. I don't even want to know. I don't even want to know, Eric. It's mostly appropriate. Remember like when ISIS rebranded themselves? Because they were like, hey, people don't like ISIS anymore. Now we're ISIL and now we can like start fresh. It's basically pedophiles trying to rebrand themselves oh, as minor attracted person. What? But then it's this thing where they're trying to be like, hey, we're part of the like if you support lgbtq plus rights then you got to oh, support no. us and everyone's like no 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 this is not the same thing do not do that you go be weird on your own in the corner sir alone very much alone but they're like we Jesus. have our own flag now and you're like nope no nope, don't share that don't tell anybody about that i didn't need to know any of this but now if you ever see it somewhere you'll be like stay away from that guy at least 100 feet in your case Thanks, Eric Brady. No, I meant because you're a child, not because you're a child predator. What? Yeah, no, I got... What? God. 
Why I'm not saying they need to stay away from you. I'm saying you need to stay away from them, Chase. I'm trying to I got keep it. you safe. Thanks. I'm trying to protect you on this Friday afternoon special edition of the Chase Thomas podcast. Yeah. Thanks, Eric. You're welcome. Great, great stuff. Um, there was one last thing I wanted to say about Rusev. <laughs> Rusev is... I, I have to steer this train back on the tracks every now and then. Rusev, I think, has a lot of upside. I like... I, I, this is just something that has always bugged me. Like, Drew McIntyre has the Scottish sounds in his entrance. Seamus, I don't know if you heard this one or not. He's Irish. Um, Becky Lynch had the last kicker, and um, they really leaned into the Irish stuff with her a long time ago. Um, Cesaro obviously debuted as the Swiss, um, and he's called, like, the Swiss Cyborg and all this other stuff. Rusev seems to have finally shed the just I'm from another country, so I have to be limited to a stereotype from that country shtick. He's dressing like a normal adult. He's in a very normal like John Cena type storyline. It's like the John Cena Eve Torre stuff. Um, he's exactly he's like not the, the Bulgarian brute anymore. No. He's just Rusev and Lana, not the brute and the ravishing Russian. Right. And that unleashes a whole new ceiling for him and i think I, I i appreciate them finally doing this for somebody even if it's rusev that they're just like oh we can just make him like a normal person what if he was just from this country but he actually was a person we're like the flag is still part of his video or like because he, he has like those tattoos also where you're like yeah. hey it's he's proud of where he's from that's fine but that's not who he is Yes. And, it's, and they fall into that trap so often. Especially and it's, with like weirder countries like Eastern Europe things. Yes. Because I feel like we got out of that with Japan in the last several years. Where you look at like the old days of Japan where everybody was Kai and Tai and choppy choppy your pee pee and like that sort of gimmick. And now it's just like, nah, it's just that's Shinsuke, that's Asuka, that's whoever. Like, don't worry about it. That's not their whole... They're not Kung Fu Naki anymore. Right. Which is good. It's progress. But it was always... If you were like Russian, German, anything like that, it's like, that's all you are. You're the you're the Russian. That's part of the issue with Drew McIntyre. They've never given you anything else. Ever. Like, it's just... He's the Scottish... The uh, psychopath. Yeah, the Scottish... Like, what does that mean? It always has to run the Bulgarian brute, the ravishing Russian, the Scottish psychopath. They like their alliteration. It's just not good. And I... I like that Rusev is going to be able to do this, but I don't know. It's clear that they're building raw around him. Do I you guess... think you're the biggest Rusev fan? No. Do you think his mom likes him more than you do or something? I just, I like what they're doing. It, this is working for him as a baby face. Like this is working. People are chanting Rusev day again. People and like no the cuck angle. Yes, they do. The views on YouTube. They're high. People like this stuff. Or, I like it. Or I they hate it, but love week. to hate it kind yes, of thing. Exactly. Lana got 17 minutes to rant about it. Like, she cut one of the worst promos I've seen in years. Years. And one she, of the longest. It was one of those things where she was zooming through, and I'm like, uh, her pace was awful. It was clear she hadn't cut one in a long time, and she wasn't comfortable on her own in that kind of capacity. And they like told her, I, I want to believe that Vince had this like long scroll 
of a script for her to read and they like gave it to her at like five o'clock like hey memorize this you're going out for a 15 minute promo good luck and it was like well uh okay i gotta hit that i gotta hit that i gotta hit that and then she just goes out just runs through everything that she can remember off the top of her head and just it it was not good it was bad and uh this whole thing was bad they i you saw the prequels to star wars right uh two of them yeah do you recall just how bad the on-screen chemistry and dialogue was between han and leia yeah oh you mean the prequels of the prequels yes prequels of the prequels so when when they had their picnic yes that is lana and lashley together but it's that if they if disney tried to go all out or i don't even know if it's disney at the time but by like they have no on-screen chemistry Let's make sure that, like, physically they're all over each other to try and compensate for it. But really, that just accentuates the gap between how they're acting versus, like, how they're emoting. That's fair. They feel no attraction to each other. And it comes across that, like, they're both very robotic and uncomfortable, but then they're also just, like, freaking on stage. It's, um... It's so bad, it's good. It's This is a very good case of it's so bad, it's good. I will ride for this angle to the end of time. Or for like another two weeks, and then we'll be like, oh, it sucks. No, I don't care. If it gets one segment a week, Raw is a slog. This is hilarious. Every week. It's uncomfortable, ridiculous, and I'm, I'm about it. You gotta, you gotta always change it up, though. That's the problem with wrestling, where you end up with Bray Wyatt, where in May, it's the hottest thing going in the industry, and everyone's in love with it. And then by November, it's like Did that start in May. Yeah, sort of right after WrestleMania, Did like it the really? night after, with the little teaser with the witch. I thought it was not that long ago. So that was, I mean, it was a month until he like debuted the Funhouse. We're like, what the hell is this going to be? And then it was the Funhouse. You're like, well, this is awesome. This is great. So like April was the teases, May was the debut. But now like everybody was like, make him champion, do this, do all that, and oh, he's got the severed head. That's so cool. And now in November, it's like, eh. Are they keeping the red belt? Uh, for now, they... it's so weird. They they had all this big announcements of like, hey, he's gonna unveil a new un- or a, a new universal title and blah. Yeah, blah, blah and it was and... just the side plates. <laughs> like what? Someone had like a like a fan made one, but like not a drawing, like an actually some like belt designer made one for the fiend that was like still red, but like on the leather had like let me in on it and all these weird symbols and everything. And it's like, that would have been your excuse to get away from the red belt is have him use a custom red belt. And then when somebody else wins it, be like, well, I can't use that one. I'm going to use this one, which, oh, what do you know? It's black. Because those are like, they overthink this. Either a black or a white belt. That's it. That's all you need. Like, I think the women's belts are perfect where it's the white belts versus the men who typically have black. And then it's just a little red swoosh or blue swoosh under the logo for Raw's the red brand, SmackDown's the blue brand exactly what the women's belts are just swap the white leather for black leather those should be your top men's belts i would be that way the four main belts in the company are all basically the same it's just the underlying changes based on brand and the leather color changes based on gender but it's the same plate the same side plate the same size the same everything it'd be very like ufc of them of like this is what a belt is no matter who you are we'll change the little flags we'll change the whatever but like this is the template yeah and you can sell them all to nerds. Like Will. Yeah, people who buy belts are weird. I have one, damn it. You have like a $5,000 belt. 
But I also have a wrestling belt. Oh, what is that? Like a Roman Reigns thing? What did you buy that was yeah. like ridiculous? When Roman Reigns beat Brock Lesnar, I bought the belt. Because <laughs> that was like... That should have been the series finale of pro wrestling. No. Okay, next year when John Cena beats Randy Orton for the title at WrestleMania, that should be the series finale of wrestling. When John Cena comes back for one more match, becomes the only 17-time world champion, defeating his biggest opponent in their first match at the biggest event of the year. John Cena's well, never that will be back. a prelude to Cena beating Mansoor at Crown Jewel. <laughs> falling at the greatest WrestleMania ever. Cena's not going over there. He has a real career now. That's true. He's the host of Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? Yeah, that's that's a thing, I believe. Is that true? Is that a thing? Yeah. Oh. He's everywhere. He is simultaneously he like, is here's my new movies, here's the show I'm the host of, I'm showing up on every talk show. The only place he's not is WWE. And Total Divas. It's, he used to be. Yeah. I also like, on Total Divas. when Backstage was like hyping up their debut, they're like, and John Cena? And then like in the press release later, they're like, a pre-taped video message from John <laughs> Cena, and you're like, that's a little makes more sense. Remember when John Cena got mad about where the laundry was placed? Yeah, the dirty hand killed Daniel Bryan's dog because it bit him. Yeah, <laughs> I love that he had two dirty hampers for like dirty normal clothes and dirty gym clothes. Like they're all gonna get washed, man. What's the problem? <laughs> like John Cena is unintentionally hilarious, and I very much am here for it. He's also intentionally hilarious. But the best part of him is like the weird, like I, he's a weirdo. Like th- when he unleashes the weirdo, I, I'm seeing I'm all total about divas it. and seeing how he acts at it, like in home. He is so odd. Yes. Where it's like, you don't have a coaster for that drink. And you're like, <laughs> I'm not. or when she was like doing the dishes and he's like some water splash. You're not going to clean that up. She's like, I, I will. But it's just a water on a granite countertop. Like, nope. <laughs> he got all mad that she cooked. And it's like, well, we can go. There's many good restaurants in town that I'm aware of. Why would you make food? It's incredible. He's a weirdo. He treats his house like he is staying at an Airbnb that's way too nice for him. And he's worried to, like, break anything. Except it's his home. But it's always just like, don't touch that, don't touch that, don't move that, don't go in that room, don't be over here. And then when he goes to like someone else's home, he's like, the new carpets are getting delivered. Oh, I fucking love carpets. Let's do this. Like he's so much more comfortable not in home than he is anywhere. He's so odd. I don't understand what's wrong with John Cena. Yeah. Rip in peace, right. John. There you go. Eric Brady. Always a pleasure. Um, we can listen to you every Wednesday night on rbrwrestling.com. We can listen to you on the Mixler channel. Um, is there anything else you would like to plug? We can follow you on Twitter at Eric S. Brady. Um, is there anything else you'd like to plug before we get out of here? No, thank you. Always happy to be here, Chase. It's always a lot of fun. Great, Eric. I, I'm just, yeah. Thanks, Eric. Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas Podcast. Hell yeah. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. 
relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.